Hello and welcome to our Consumer Guide for Normal People, hosted by OneRoof Financial. I'm Caroline Eburn, Partner and Mortgage and Protection Advisor. Hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we have a special guest. We're joined by John Ruskin of RH Homes and Property. Um, welcome to John. Good afternoon. Great to yeah, have you with you. us today. I'm looking forward to being here. Yeah. Fantastic. So, John, you are incredibly experienced in this area, so we thought it might be fantastic for you to start off with introducing yourself, who you are, a bit of your background, and then um, if we can maybe give some advice to our listeners as to you know what to look for when choosing an estate agent. Okay. Well, I, I, we've been trading as RH Homes only since last November, which um, or November 2020, which was smack bang in the middle of the COVID period. But prior to that, I'd done time as an independent agent, uh, a part of a corporate company, uh, a franchise. So covered all and sundry, really. Um, and then mid-lockdown, I thought I'd um, try and do something different again and uh, <laughs> start off at possibly the worst possible time or possibly the best possible time. Who'll ever know? But <laughs> um, but that, that was the change. We kept everything. Um, and I'd sat in my conservatory for about six months sort of talking about um, having a change and did, did estate agencies change massively? And actually, it probably did, I think. And, and same as most businesses, I think. We've all had a massive alteration. Um, so we, we moved to having a mix of hybrid and um, an office-based estate agency, which is where we are now with RHA. As we stand. Yeah, so we've saw your new home on Castle Street. I'm sure many people have. It's in a really prominent location opposite Hill Street. Uh, so has it, has it been a good move? Are you happy there? It's been a great move for us, yeah. we. Um, I say I sat in my conservatory and worked and thought, nobody needs an office anymore. Um, but actually, I think there's a lot of need for the good online presence and the good online work. Um, but I think for a customer, it's nice to have that. But also, there's the safety net of having somebody behind a desk that they can actually go and see. And, um, hey, we bought, I'm sure, it probably uh, the biggest office in town with the, the three stories and buildings at the back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it also meant we could... Um, bring other companies into the fold of where we are. So we've got the estate agents there. We've got um, Lucy on the financial advising side. Um, there's other companies. There's a charity. There's a, an aesthetics company. And actually, they all bridge in to the type of work we do. So it, um, it, it's getting small homes for, uh, for small companies, really, which I think is going to be more and more important uh, in yeah, years to come. Definitely, because I think a lot of companies are downsizing their office space and those who can work from home and want to continue to work from home, because it does work for some people to have um, you know, the, the shorter commute and being there for the kids and that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of businesses are thinking, do I need that great big massive office? But trying to find somewhere small enough at a decent price is quite difficult um and there's very few buildings like yours and the atkins building where where i'm based, where you're based yeah. and that is individual units and it just works really really well i think it's it's certainly a way to to go forward and um 
and I say, hey, it, it's worked for us so far, and um, you know we, we've been comfortable with that. There's still a lot of work to do. The dear old council are uh, helping no end with putting new windows and things in for us. Hopefully with a grant. Um, so we've been pleased to punch with that. But it's um, it's like the seven bridge, isn't it? It's a never-ending job. Finish at one end, start again at the other. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. But yeah, we're we're really pleased to have uh, relocated there. So uh, yeah, we're hoping that'll uh, take us forward the next. 10, 20 years. Fantastic. Yeah. That, that's that's brilliant. And, you know, I hope to be working with you for, for the same amount of time. <laughs> well, that would be great. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I'll be retired by then. You can take it <laughs> Oh, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, True. Uh, True. <laughs> it would certainly be good for the next few years. Yeah. And, um, I mean, because of your um, wide variety of experience in so many different areas of estate agency, what would you say are sort of the main things that, are, you know, our listeners and viewers, it'd be good to look out for in an estate agent's? I think, as we say, I, I think the the market and agents as a whole are changing. And there was a, I mean, the word I use and a word that a lot of people are, are taking up is the hybrid agency, where you have got good online presence and excellent photography and um, nice little write-ups of, uh, of property details. But I say, I still think there'll be the need for... Somebody, you know, whether it be older, whether it be younger and just want advice to to actually be able to step into somewhere mm. and um, pick somebody's brains. And I think that's the only danger with the purely online stuff. It's um, it's great if if you're an expert at moving um, or you're confident to do it yourself. But I think a lot of people um they will be left a little bit on their own. And I think if there's, um, you know, one thing everybody knows these days, it's very difficult to, um, to, to just be sat, not quite knowing where to look next for, uh, for the sport bit. Exactly, and at least everyone can find you in uh, your lovely big office as well. So <laughs> yeah, hopefully we're, we're we're difficult to miss. And the yeah. bright coloured boards as yes, well. Yes, exactly. The multicoloured yeah. boards. So so what what was the decision to have the multicolours? It was purely that, and again, it, it, it focuses back on the, the hybrid stage and, um, and just trying to be a bit more bespoke. Everybody seems to have hey, very nice, very samey boards, though. You know, you, you can drive by, that's company X, that's company Y. We actually wanted something where, hey, we could go into somebody's house and sort of say to the kids, right, you've got a choice of yellow, blue, pink, green, um, or granny, if not the kids, but, um, <laughs> you know, but just, just to have that, but also, so it caught somebody's eye and it showed that there was, um, a, something a bit different to it and, and it's not world breaking, but it, um, it does make it a bit more fun. It makes it a bit more fun. Yeah. I think house moving, whatever it is, it's, um, it's got to be fun, hasn't it? You know, it's, uh, it's very easy to keep it drab. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So, um, it, in terms of you as a local agent in, in the marketplace, what what do you offer that's unique above others? Or is there something that, you know, when someone's looking at three different agents and they're thinking, oh, who shall I pick? What What's important for the consumer to ask? So what was what's the top questions you think they should ask? I think for, for anybody looking for an agent, it's... Um, you know, what to look for. Marketing is still the key, you know, and I think um, 
right move is still a monopoly if we take it to the online side of things um everybody wants to know are you on right move and it's a necessary evil for agents you know it um it costs us all a fortune we all frown every month but it delivers the goods but um there's a catch-up with on the market booming the likes of the the smaller national companies really that are are trying to to bite in and get a share so you know are your company on there is essential fees fee itself let's park that because there'll always be an argument as to to levels um but a lot of companies now can charge quite a chunk for floor plans photographs um even viewings um which is fine if um you know if people want that and are definitively moving and know their agent's going to make that work um but I think there's a lot of companies where, you know, that's an upfront charge and just ties somebody in. So, you know, we, again, as part of the hybrid side of things, we like to do a 2D floor plan, a 3D floor plan. It's what customers want. And, and I think that's the key, just providing something that is there. And I still hope nobody around me locally does that. Um, it's a bit like having screens in the the office windows again it's not groundbreaking stuff but it's it's a bit more fun for the customer and hey if i get my new window on the on the council as well we'll uh, not on the council but with the council support um, i'm sure the council won't like that but, um, with a bit of help from uh, from the council planning um then we'll we'll get those stations so that you know, it's highly visible for anybody walking past 10 p.m. at night. You know, you can see photographs, internal, external gardens, the living room, you know, the downstairs WC. Just something that, that stands out a little bit more than just having a front, front of a house in an office window. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, we've all said the, 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 that level of detail, that really appeals to, to clients and also, you know, uh, prospect renters and, and buyers. It's, it's seeing those little things because it's not very often to see that. So, um, yeah, really, really interesting. I think there's, there's too many companies all doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, we work and it's not relevant to everybody but we work in a town in Hinkley in Leicestershire and there's probably 12 agents and lots of financial advisors mixed in all stood in a row um our thought was how on earth do you look different to next door yeah mm. um and that was the the essential ingredient and um you know we've got fine tuning to do on that still it's it's not perfect you know whatever it is but um getting there is part of the fun Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, in terms of, again, looking at comparing one for another, um, reviews and recommendations are always going to be something that people look at. So, um, I mean, is it something where you collect feedback and publicise that? I think it's essential. I mean, we're very lucky at the moment that we're looking at Google reviews and it's five out of five. You know, we've um, we've tried to work hard. We're, um, you know, we 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 changed from being a, a biggish company in uh, as we were part of a sister company before. Um, so providing the service was the essential uh, essential point of that. 
Um, yeah, I think anybody looking, I mean, read the detail because there's always going to be a, not necessarily on ours, fingers crossed, but um, there's always going to be a, an unfair um, review for, for any agent. Um, but I think um, it also gives a lot of background, you know, what to look for. It, it covers what we were covering earlier, what to look for for the agent and what they're good at, what they're not good at. So whether it's a Google review or uh, what other name drop of companies you could use, it's, um, <laughs> it, it's all essential. And, and I think for moving houses and, um, and probably the same for financial advisors and things as well, it's, um, it is always important, you know, to, to say to somebody, yeah, do... Do ask somebody that you know that's moved. You know, see who's given a, a good um, service or not. You only need to take um, a look at Spotted Hinkley most days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, good, bad and indifferent on there, you can't you? Yeah, do. If you're, uh, for whatever you, uh, what your service is. But uh, no, it's an essential part of it, isn't it? I think, you know, Absolutely. it's because um, yeah, everybody can tell you the most wonderful story about their company, about their service. Um, but actually, it's it's the public that um, that should really be giving that pointer and yeah. do. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's always a shame that um, when you've had a really good experience, less people put that out there than those who have had a bad experience. And it's I encourage absolutely everybody who's had a really good service from a local business to make sure they put that shout out and share their post on Facebook and 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 do that Google review because it's it really supports a local business. So I think it's really really important that everybody out there that has that good service should make sure that that's known. You're absolutely right, and I think it's um, it's too easy at times, isn't it, to think I'll do that tomorrow yes. and never get there. Um, Whereas if you have a bad service, you think, I sit down and grumble and um, I'm going to do that now. And um, yeah, and I think, you know, some people can fall victim to that. Uh, I say with that five out of five at the moment, hopefully not too often. <laughs> but um, but for, for any company, that's important. And um, yeah, you know, the, the, the more people that can write that, the, the, the better. Yeah, it's, hey, we try and do it for folk. And, um, you know, yeah, I think any company that's giving a good service deserves a, a pat on the back these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think service is dropping just across the board in all industries, in all areas. It's almost like there's very few people now that provide and deliver what you expect. And I think times are changing and COVID hasn't really helped because time scales and even the, the banks and building societies that Lucy and I work with all day long and the insurance companies all day long, everything's taking longer. It's taking longer to come back to you and someone promises to do something and then doesn't do it and then you're back on the phone and you just wish everybody would just put a bit more effort in. Yeah, and just do what they said they were going to do instead of just, you know, you feel like you get off the phone and they just scrunch up the bit of paper and put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been found an easy get out of jail hasn't it covid yes you know, I agree it's with that. um it's too easy to say oh we couldn't do that because, because of COVID. um mm -hmm. you know i'm working from home or i'm um yeah something's not available um and i think uh, certainly in in our industry during covid times you know there was stamp duty holiday and things which um should have been a big door opener um and was um but it also has led to log jams where things could have been done quicker and haven't. 
Um, a bit like you're saying with mortgage companies and things, not singling out the mortgage companies, but um, it held back the progress that could have happened. And I think, you know, it, it's not sort of waving my own trumpet, but, you know, if I've got something that desperately needs to be done, I can sit there at 10 p.m. at night at the, the office and um, and get it finished. And, um, you know, I think there's it's been too easy not to do that. Probably enough of sermon on that. <laughs> yeah brilliant um and uh something from sort of a practical side that um i think um you know the uh the viewers and listeners might be interested in as well is um sort of how you would decide on an asking price for a property so what's sort of the process for that there's i think it gets better and easier certainly for consumers these days because there's so much information available online um so most people agents included these days will um we we have background systems on the lights of right move which will tell us asking prices of properties tell us how long something's been up for sale um when it's sold how much it's sold for um but a lot of that also is knowing you know which particular postcodes work better you know you can go to one street and the the one 50 yards away doesn't achieve the same prices and um it's it's a case of knowing what x and y have sold for when you're going to z um but it's also the intricacy bits you know is is that extra bedroom in a particular road going to have an impact is um um you know is the extra parking say you know you're in the center of a town um house next door is a little terrace and and sells and great yippy day that worked well um but the parking's 200 yards away if um if the one next door comes up and has two three four parking spaces alongside you know realistically is that the same price no it isn't even if it's an identical house so there's all sorts of um bits and pieces that, that that all merge in and I'd I'd like to think you know a lot of it comes down to experience over the years and knowing what sells and knowing why it sells more importantly I think and why something doesn't um, but there, there, there'll always be a, I, I think for the customer it's always nice to be able to see a listing of house x sold house y sold and, and therefore yours is worth that. Yeah. Um, and there's some, you know, the fantastic kitchen adds 10%. There's some, sadly, where, you know, it maybe knocks 5% off. Um, yeah. it, it's just having that, that nice mix of that side of things. Yeah, and I guess, like you say, the, com the comparable properties, you know, show where you got your figure from and, you know, and it's, it's a good base to work off and... That's exactly it, really. Yes, yeah. And markets change. You know, there's, um, you know, you can go on a certain road and nothing sold for four or five years, you know. So um, that can alter uh, dramatically price from then to, to now. So the, the, there's a lot of intricacies that, that, that do or don't um, make a difference on that. One of the things I found over the years was a fantastic backup, but it's not a be-all and end-all, is to know the square footage of each house that you do. So every house where we do our little 2D and 3D floor plans, you can key in the information of how big that is, and it gives you an average 
price per road, price per area, oh, wow. price per town. Um, it shows approximate pound per square foot or per square meter, if you're a bit more modern. Um, and, you know, that, that can work really well because then you've got a benchmark to, to, to work other bits off. But I think the key thing in the UK, where we're so different to anywhere else in the world, that every house is different. And I think you've got to gauge it that way. You go to, for example, the United States and somebody can have the finest granite kitchen in the world and the finest, um, I don't know, granite slabs outside as well. But if next door sold for X, then they won't price it any differently. Right. It has to stay the same. That's the nice thing of the UK market, I think. Everybody does have individuality. Yeah. Definitely. And what would you sort of recommend to um, someone looking to sell their home to make their home more desirable um, to potential buyers? I think, I mean, most people know the key bits to this. It's great to have the smell of coffee and the smell of bread and, um, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's essential really to, um, to, to do the logical things, you know, to, um, to, to get the little bit of black mark around the uh, around the shower cubicle or um you know to polish neatly the kitchen um, to tidy up to yeah to, to joking apart yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> to uh yeah to, to put the washing away or make your bed before uh, for reviewing but um but I, I think the key things are all fairly obvious it's just um it's again tweaking those to 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 make that work um you know, so a lot of people, we love the family photographs. It is quite important, though, to take those off the wall at times because you're selling your family's home, yeah. not one that somebody else wants to move into. Silly bits like that can be important. And I think we're all guilty with our own home. We all know our own good bits, but we all know our own bad bits. And I think when selling, we can concentrate on making good the tiny little things that may be not quite so relevant, whereas, you know, the Wembley stripes in the lawn or the, um, as we say, the neatly newly silicon bath or, or whatever else can, they can be the the crunchers. They can be the uh, the deal breakers for somebody to buy or not. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, removing sort of signs of pets and stuff in case, you know, maybe they're allergic or <laughs> that it's sort of thing. It's a funny thing with pets, isn't it? We're a country of pet lovers and, yeah. you know, I like pets. And um, But it, um, yes, it is amazing when you go to, to, to different houses that it, if, if I looked at it from a buyer or from a seller... Um, I think it's a percentage game thing selling a house. The more people you can appeal to, the easier it is. Mm. And if you've got a dog and, hey, 10% of your viewers have asthma and go around and don't like the, you know, the, 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 the little bits of doggy hair or something, then it can make a difference. So, yeah, I think, I say, most of us are pet lovers, but um, I think it always makes sense to uh, to, to clear them out a little bit. It's Yeah, it is. It's exactly that. A... Uh, a one in ten scenario. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, are there any things to sort of just uh, be careful of as well? So um, sort of mentioning, um, you know, about uh, possible uh, neighbours or anything like that? Well, I think 
we can all be a little bit, I wouldn't say too honest. That's a poor choice of phrase. I think um, being honest is the best thing you can do when selling a house. But, um, you know, I think the people who sort of say, um, you know, well, let's say they've got a family with one child and the family with four children come round and um, they say, yeah, we're moving. We've just not got anything like enough space. It's it's a thing that's not going to be a great um, great addition to to the sale of the house and um, so you can sort of just plant it for the buyer that I might outgrow this property because they've outgrown it so maybe it's exactly yeah. that I think people buy things on a positive point don't they and it's um, it's painting a picture for somebody of the good bits and it's very easy with the simplest little things that we say to. Uh, to, to not make it work so you know there's um hey, let's grossly exaggerate but um you know you're on the flight path from the airport and you say you can't hear eastenders at 7 30 every night as the jet goes overhead it's <laughs> never going to sell the house you know it's um and the, there's sort of silly bits like that you know the the cars are too noisy or the neighbors have the music on at 10 p.m and um you know, just as I'm trying to get to sleep, that's it's never going to be a great sales addition. I don't think it's something to say, no, that never happens, but it's not something to, to, to make an emphasis of. Um, and it goes back, I think, again, to people buy houses never on the couple of points that they don't like. Every purchase is a compromise, I think, isn't it? Unless you've spent about uh, some number of millions on the perfect house. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, People buy it on the good bits. Don't tell them the bits that, that don't work for you because for somebody else, that can be something totally different and totally irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And um, I guess also people shouldn't be sort of uh, frustrated if they can't sell the property straight away. And, you know, that, that that sometimes it does take time as well to find the right buyers sometimes. Yeah, I think um, for viewings, I think we're all, um, we're all consumer-led these days, aren't we? Everybody wants to do everything yesterday, um, which I understand. Um, but sometimes, certainly in, uh, in COVID era and things, people have had to make preparations. You know, as agents, you have to wipe things down between appointments. Um, you know, that changed a lot of viewings and times and, and just being as quick to get to somewhere um i think once selling uh a lot of houses can sell great you know first buyers can be the keenest people it's so much easier these days as well because it will click up on a on an iphone or um uh or on a website and properties come up quite often the keenest people are the first on the phone and that's brilliant um but sometimes things just aren't perfect for every buyer. It would be a boring world if we all wanted to buy the same house, I guess, exactly, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. So <laughs> it, is, um, it is sometimes a case of just being a little bit more patient. And I think if, you know, if you're in the, the very nice but, but normal, um, and I mean that in the nice sense of the word, sort of normal semi-detached house, um, there may be 10 in competition with you, yeah. you know, so sometimes it is just waiting for the sixth, seventh, 10th, 15th person to, to come along. Yeah. It, um, it's not always going to appeal to the first. And, um, and I think going back to how to pick an agent, I think if, um, as long as they're sending you through detail of, of what people have said or what numbers are looking online, then, 
you can very quickly gauge whether it's house pricing whether there's something else you know everybody said i wanted a red front door and yours is blue um <laughs> you know silly things that, yeah. that that just stand out um and i think that that makes life a lot easier for sellers too um because sometimes it's just there's not the right buyer out there at that that point yeah. it can be a month you know if you've got a um a let's say a, property. Yeah, a lovely thatched cottage you know it um everybody will love to look at it but not everybody will want the um the the maintenance side of things so it can be a case of just waiting for the right buyer to come along so yeah that that's that's all relevant and it it i don't suppose unless you're desperately you know you're buying the mansion very quickly um you know, sometimes it doesn't matter whether it's day one or, or day 60 that, that it actually sells. The sooner the better for anybody. But, yes. Um, sometimes patience is key. Is probably a, a long wait for that answer. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and at least with your uh, 2D and 3D floor plans as well, hopefully it will give people a really good idea of what the property is going to be like so they're not, you know, disappointed when they get there or anything. We so. hope people can see it in it. But it, it does allow people to to do their plans going forward. Yeah. You know, where do I put the extension on? How do I change? You know, everybody wants an open plan kitchen diner these days. So can I take that wall out? You know, if there's, if there's not plans or... And certainly the 3D ones work for that. It just shows what can be done much easier than um, just photographs, which are the greatest pictures in the world it can be quite deceiving as to uh, to how a layout works definitely definitely do you you sometimes go and view a property and think why didn't you do that why didn't you knock down that wall you could you know they could make such a a small change and dramatically change the impact that their house has on the market it can very definitely be the case (laughs) i think there's um uh, to a degree of balance, I think everybody's home is their castle. And if you go in and say, oh, that's dreadful, why didn't you change that? I think I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd get kicked out quite quickly at times. I've been home and I've pinched ideas and told my wife that, um, you know, that, that was my idea. That was brilliant. But I think, yeah, there are certain ones where you go in and um, I'd, I used the phrase earlier, but I think at times you're then using it to paint a picture for a customer. You know, so you if, can use that and say, you know, mm. what what this house is crying out for is that wall to come down. You wouldn't even need to change the kitchen. All of a sudden you've got, a, a, you know, a large open area and people can then just imagine themselves living there. That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. It's just making making somebody see where something can be when it's their home. And that's the key for selling a house. You know, it's making somebody else feel they can live there. You know, and, and there's all sorts of silly things, I suppose, isn't there? You know, an enormous bathroom can very quickly be an ensuite in a bathroom so that somebody's got, again, people love ensuites, so the ep- extra room there. Um, small little things can, can juggle those uh, type of uh, buys or, or non-buys. Mm. So I totally agree with what you're saying, but yes, maybe we have to phrase it a little bit diplomatically. You just use time. that information in a different way. <laughs> maybe yes. so, yeah. Yes. yeah but, you're like, uh, actually, you don't need to move because you could just do that and that and then the house would be exactly what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, 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 try not to do that too often. But, um, but actually, there are times when you do have to say to somebody, yeah, you know, if you did that, you could change it, you could improve it, you know, and... and 
I think, you know, our job is to get the best possible price for somebody in, in all reality. So, um, yeah, if somebody says, you know, what can I do to change it? And it's a fairly quick and simple job to to make a, an alteration that's going to work. Um, and that that can vary. You know, do I take my old fashioned blue bathroom suite out and put white in? Um, you know, and, and that you can spend a fairly smallish sum and add a value. Um, whereas there's something else where somebody will say, well, do a change this and do a do that and do a swap that, but I want to buy this one in six months' time fairly swiftly. Um, and you can be spending a pound to make a pound and actually not be able to achieve the move that you want. So there's a fine line, I think, between yeah. uh, when to do it. And I suppose that's the beauty of what you said earlier. Every property is so different. Every person is so different. I think, yeah, it's it certainly that houses are, are very different in the UK. You know, we're, we're one of those only markets, aren't we, where everybody buys and everybody dreams of being a homeowner. That's uh, a great thing that we have in the UK. Um, but, yeah, people are, are different too. You know, some people, um, you know, they, they really want to see... Um, what they can do in a new home. Somebody else wants to move in, put the feet up in front of the television and, and stay never there touch for it again. 35 years. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think you've got to gauge. It, it's an old phrase, isn't it? You know, you've got two ears and one mouth. And, you know, estate agents have always been renowned for using the mouth more than their ears. But I think you've got to listen to what somebody wants more than um, more than talk about what what you think they want. Yeah. So if somebody says they, they they need this or need that, then make that work for them if they can, if you can in uh, in whatever house they're seeing. Be creative. That's maybe the way. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, are there any sort of final top tips for um, any listeners or viewers watching? Um, I think the key thing is that if you see the right home, then you know, everybody loves to negotiate, and I get that. You know, hey, I do it for a living. Um, but if it's the right home, go for it. You yeah. know, it's too easy to miss something because you think you can do a deal. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, it's always worth having a little bit of a negotiate and um, and, and look for, for value. Um but, you know, it, again, it's a great thing of um, of homeowners in, in the UK, isn't it? You know, we, we all like to buy. We all like to add a value. Um, but if you see the right one, it's not always about making money. You know, sometimes it's about living in a home for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. You know, yeah. and that's So don't miss out on, you know, just trying to get uh, trying to get a bargain to the point where you actually miss out on what could have been the dream home I, I think certain people they want the bargain yeah certain people they want the home don't yeah. miss out on the home yeah. if um if it means it costing you an extra 50p a month on your mortgage i'm sure if that's uh, feasible <laughs> <to say. laughs> no that is absolutely brilliant john thank you so much for joining us today and um our viewers and listeners all of john's details are going to be displayed at the end of the podcast so feel free to get in touch with john if you've got any more questions or would like to have him come out and value your property to get that on the market um but thank you so much john it's thank been you. an absolute pleasure having you today yes. thoroughly enjoyed it thank you so much okay take care thank you 
One Roof Financial LLP is an appointed representative of Primus Mortgage Network, a trading name of First Complete Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We usually charge a fee for mortgage advice. The amount of the fee will depend upon your circumstances and will be discussed and agreed with you at the earliest opportunity.